If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Receptor units activated now. 15. Music distribution equipment activated now. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, All units three, activated. 2, Countdown one. terminating. Countdown complete. All units functioning. Movement commencing. We have liftoff. Things I want to post, I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. But most of the stuff I'm going to post is going to be raw stuff like this. This is just who I am. 
So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. Mike, the floor of Walk, what's up, Mike? Hey, Mike, I'm shocked you didn't bring your Yankee wool cap. I don't own a, I don't own a Yankee wool cap. Sorry. Come on. You don't? No, I don't wear caps, so I don't wear hats. But that's oh, no, I remember, I remember in 76 you had one on. No, you don't remember that, Mike, because I did not. Uh, I, I don't. I don't wear one. Sorry. So you know, you got me right. You weren't there in '76. So what are you talking? About? was non-specific urethritis.
in the whole world with Success or failure, we all need our own personal survival kit to see us through. For me, it's feeding the ducks with my three grandchildren, making chill-out music compilations. I own hundreds of chill-out CDs, and I've even made one of my own. What they didn't know was that the diarrhoea that I thought I had well under control was not equal to the strain of my gallant mission. Thank God for dark brown trousers. Everybody, it's the best show, right? You know when Falco comes in, it's time for the best show. What's your favorite Falco song, Tom? Mm, Sound of Music. Mine too. He's so good. Falco. Why was he taken from us? He had he was more than Rock Me Amadeus and Vienna Calling. He had so many hits. But here in America or America, right? They only know him as Rock Me Amadeus, which makes me sick. So welcome to the best show. My name's Tom. I'm the host of tonight's installment as it's a running, I, my record's pretty uh, consistent that I've been the host of every episode since 1914. So this apparently I did something wrong in a previous life and this is my karmic sentence to do this until my corporal form gives out but you know what i'm gonna keep doing it you can't stop me larger forces than humans right i'm opening a diet dr pepper i'm here on a sunday doing the show that's right sunday and uh we're doing it on sunday because on tuesday i'm in los angeles but on tuesday we will not be uh doing the show uh because you'll be hearing this on tuesday we're not doing it on tuesday because on tuesday in los angeles there's going to be an exciting uh live event which is the a reading of the grown-ups three script the script that it, that everybody's talking about everybody's talking about that little script remember in rocky six rocky balboa when he was like that computer simulation's got people talking. Maybe the dumbest line in all of cinema. Enough to make Rocky go back in the ring. Is that an ESPN computer simulation of which boxer could beat who from all the different eras made Rocky come back? And he didn't have any help because uh, all his friends are dead. Uh, Mickey and... Apollo and, uh, others. His wife, oh, Adrian's dead. Rocky Six. So he gets what's his face to help him. Apollo Creed's old trainer. Remember that guy? 
Yeah. You can throw Pat's mic on, Brad. First of all, also, let me interrupt this side. Let's sidebar this. We're seven sidebars deep already. The 90 seconds. I want to say we are in Los Angeles recording this. And we're at the uh, Forever Dog Studios. Now, this is my kind of place. Look. Do they have a cold brew machine set up? Like at the Distinguished Competition? No, they don't. They have a hose. (laughs) And it has a hole in it. And it leaks down, and we're not supposed to drink from it. But I took a sip of it, and somebody on the floor below us is mad. No, they don't have that. They have a hose. They have a cup. (laughs) Brett was like, do you want to use the cup? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then he was like, well, it's too bad James Adomian borrowed it, took it home. They don't even have the cup here. No, but you know what they've got? It's appropriate, apropos of talking about Rocky. Forever Dog's kind of like Rocky. Yeah. Well, who said that? Hold on. Look, I only have like two things to do. Let me get a build going here, Pat. I want to cash out my... I want to cash my chips too early. So, as I was saying, what are we done yet? Did we do full show yet? No. Brett? Pat? Wait, hold on, Pat. Okay. Ay, ay, ay. No? Give me the sign when we're... Wait, that's all we've done? I see that clock rolling there. Yikes. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Is going to be... Uh... No, this is a good show already. Because you know why? Because I'm surrounded by friends. It's like being at Olive Garden. Or in Philadelphia terms, uh, what is it? Is that like an Italian? What's that chain? Old Spaghetti Factory. Old Spaghetti. Thank you. Who's that? Who said that? There's person after person. It's like I'm being shouted at from the audience. It's like uh, a stand-up comic. Let's let's go to the ninth sidebar now. That a... uh, and we will work back because we keep going over and over. But we we hit all the points. We hit all the points. Stand-up comedy is a faulty form of entertainment because it's a it's a monologue posing as a dialogue. Somebody goes, "They may see a uh, Avengers Endgame," and literally the last thing that the person saying it, who has the only working microphone in the room, by the way. Uh, the, literally the last thing they want is an answer to that question. But they ask, they ask a question that they do not want to hear an answer to. So, uh, yeah, it felt a little bit less. So let's back it up. We go back to Philadelphia, not to Old Spaghetti Factory. Old Spaghetti. Why does that sound gross? Old Spaghetti. It makes it like, yeah, we don't have new spaghetti here. It's like, is it the Old Spaghetti Factory or is it the Old Spaghetti Factory? Like, We make old spaghetti here from dead stock, rotten old flour. Oh, you want, you want some new spaghetti? You should go to the new spaghetti factory. This is my Philly material. It kills in Philly. They love it there when I do this. I, I, my stuff is so funny in Philly that even the Rocky statue laughs a little bit. See, now we're back to Rocky. See how I do it? It's when you're in the hands of a master. The old master painter doing his thing. Yeah. 
Philly got the old, uh, I lost it now. I had it and I lost it. Bad Was Pauly dead in Rocky Six? In Rocky No, Balboa? Pauly's still, Pauly's still, Pauly so, died in, uh, Creed. You're uh, right. Yeah, he died in Creed. He died by the time they made Creed, but he was still around for because he was the he was in the meat locker with Rocky. Where he's just like, come on, Rocky! Like, so they brought back that they brought back Pauly and and uh, and Apollo's trainer and Apollo's trainer who got because they were just like, Rocky, you can't. Your footwork is terrible. Yeah, your endurance is awful. But Adrian dies or is already dead in the movie? No, she Rocky punches her, her and she. <laughs> no, that's not what she's dead already. She's dead. But the actress wasn't dead. No, Talia Shire's still alive. She's still alive, yeah. Yeah. Burgess Meredith was still alive when they killed him in Rocky Three. Thunderlip. Not Thunder. That's the one with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Mr. T. Mr. With, T. Uh, with, uh, yeah. he was, uh. He scares him to death. What was his name again? Um, in the movie? Clubber Lang. It was Clubber, Clubber Lang. Lang. Yeah. When he's like, he's telling Rocky, he's like, don't take this fight, Rocky. Like, Rock, you ain't got it no more. And then Adrian says the same thing. If I was Rocky, it'd be like, yeah, hey, uh, and you guys notice the fancy houses you're all living in? Yeah, I kind of paid for all of that. Like, literally all of it. You worked in a pet store before I, like a low-rent pet store. And then uh, Rocky's like, I had to sell my bleeping dog to make ends meet. He sold Butkus. Remember That's that? Right. Yeah. If they if they did anything decent, if, if Sylvester Stallone goes back George Lucas style and starts putting special edition scenes together, he should add a CG scene where Rocky repurchases Budkiss. I would bet that they already removed the boom mic from Rocky One. There's like a famous mm-hmm. boom mic in one of the fight scenes that mm-hmm. kind of like dips down. And there's a whole lot of uh, moving the crowd. Yes. To whatever side they the were shooting, they're yeah. suddenly just like it was too big of an arena to shoot yeah. in. Yeah, so they only had an, a finite amount of extras. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, all right, everybody, move to this side for these shots. We need to make this look like a championship fight. It was like an independent film at that point. I met Carl Weathers a couple months ago. Pat. Yeah, mm-hmm. good guy. Nice, good guy. Guess where I met him? Um, out here in Los Angeles. Yeah, <clears throat> you met him. You mean part of town or place? Place. It was on a set. On a set? Yeah. It's fun when I make vocal fry sounds, right? <laughs> you met him on the set of The Circle. I, no. Come on. That's <laughs> First of all, The Circle filmed over the summer. Everybody and knows in New York, right? Or somewhere. Mm, it, filmed in, it filmed in England. Oh. They, they removed... Those the amazing thing about the circle shooting in England, in London, is that those people had passports. Is still probably the most impressive part <laughs> of the circle. The that, cast of the circle. That, the cast passports. of the circle. The idea that uh, Joey, yeah, shoe bomb. I could picture having a passport. Joey, <clears throat> Sammy. Do you think that they left it up to the cast to to get oh, that done? Or oh did, no, that okay. was a <laughs> yeah. that was a. Who has passports? Mm-hmm. There was like so much handhold. They probably were just like, Producers. they probably lied to them about like, you need to have your passport a month before you t- get on the plane just to completely terrify them. And we're going to send someone to get, help you get that passport. <laughs> completely. You pictured 
you yeah. picture uh, showing up at the, their homes to get the five forms or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can picture a uh, a uh, a, uh, a a bill, for example. Everybody loves the circles cheering. You sing that. You can picture a bill, for example, uh, at Walgreens waiting to get the passport photo, right? Yeah. That's the one thing Walgreens is still, uh, still in business. Still in, keeping, that's going to keep the lights on at Walgreens too. Those passport photos. That curtain, right? They pull it down. Little thumbnail. Printout. Still going to keep that photo photo uh, area in Wal in, in uh, Walgreens going. Hmm. Sick how it works. Uh, sick and sad. Equal parts. So, as I was saying, Rocky. Yeah, they removed the thing. They moved the crowd. Oh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, where'd you meet him? On a set. Let's just say I can't say I can't say it out loud. Okay. But let's just say. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. It's a set of a space-based franchise. Don't say it. Don't you say it. You can mouth it to me. I won't. It's usually movies, but then they made a, a TV show about it. And there's like a little dude in it that everybody <laughs> likes. I met the little dude. Yeah. With my own eyes. Met the little dude who shall not be named. I met. Oh. Met him. Almost started crying the second I saw him. I swear. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. You and Herzog. Me and Herzog. And then when Werner Herzog was like, said that he, he cried when he saw the little dude. I was like, see, everybody make fun of me for being overly sentimental. Yeah. Look, anything can make me cry. I'll admit that. I see, uh, holy moly, when I saw Creed, yeah, that was, uh. That was a, a tear jerker for me. It wasn't even a tear jerker. They, there was no tears being jerked. There was a waterworks. People were slipping in the aisles. People were complaining that the water was rolling down. Kind of like the guy below us here at Forever Dog right. complained about the hose. They were just like, is this the Forever Dog hose when I was crying during Creed? And I was like, first of all. I was like, uh, sir, this is an Arby's, which is maybe the, the witty retort that we can all, I think anybody says that to anybody now, you can, I don't say punch them, you can give them a dirty look, just go, come on. Yeah. You know better. 
when somebody's like, I can't stand, burp, 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 and even if you disagree with them 100% when they go, and somebody goes, sir, this is an Orbeez. You know what I'm talking about? You know this yeah. one? No? No? It's um, just a comic cliche. It's meant to make people sound uh, uh, like they're rambly and out of touch. Like they don't really make sense. They're ranting in an Arby's. So, um, yeah. So when I saw Creed, I, yay, yay. But uh, it was exciting when you see Creed and then you see uh, a good portion of Creed takes place at Johnny Brenda's. Yeah. Right? Which which place? Where do you think Creed would get a cheesesteak? I think he would go. I think there's one he wouldn't go to. Yeah, there's right? a few he wouldn't go to. Yeah. If anything, you should. Why is he in Philly still? Right. Right. Why is Creed still in Philly? After that Super Bowl riot, I like how that's called like a rally, right? When people run down the street, trashing everything in sight. No, it's good old fashioned fun. <laughs> Watching them demolish, listening to the police scanner that night was one of the highlights when of the, my life. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And, and their version of a, t- t- is it Tinker, tade per- t- tinker t- Tape? Tinker Tape. Tinker Tape Parade? Tinker. I never know. What well, just pick, it's from the, it's from the old Wall Street days, the machine, that thing would go like, right, right. Would print out the stock, would they be like reading the thing? Then they throw those out the window. So in New York City, when the Yankees win or the Rangers win or someone, they have a Ticker Tape Parade. Yes. When when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. It's a garbage parade. Right. They throw garbage at each other and burn down awnings. It was, it was, yeah, it was insane. It was great. It was like the police scanner. And if somebody listening to this has, if there's any kind of like best of the police scanner for that night, that would be the best thing I've ever heard. I'd put that up there with, uh, the, uh, uh, when Paul Thomas Anderson's father, who is the announcer, does all the, he used to be the ABC announcer. Right. There's like that tape of him cursing. You ever hear that? No. He's like, tonight on Fantasy Island, mother, <laughs> blah, blah. like, cause he's like, that's Paul Thomas Anderson's father. Wow. Yeah. I'd play some now for you, but it's got toilet words in it. We could bleep them out, right? <clears throat> Most likely. Let's, I'll play a little bit. The Dudio can bleep them out. Sorry, Dudio. Sorry, Dudio. You go where the show goes. Hold on. You, you too. I go to Google and search YouTube. And the Super Bowl is happening. That was a joke. I right now. To Google and search YouTube. You just type in YouTube. It's happening right now. Isn't it? Mm-mm. No, it's next week. Oh. There's got to so, be a week of rollout. I'm so, I'm so out of Ernie it. Ernie Anderson. Ernie Anderson outtakes. This is Paul Thomas. I'm going to play a second of this because I don't want to have to create a whole lot of work for Dudio to do. You want another track. That's all you got to do. So, if any of you or your friend... Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Well, let me let me explain something to you. There's something wrong with this picture. I'm leaving here. You got- yeah, that's... that. There you go. Now you know why there's so much swear words in Boogie Nights. He learned it from his papa. Who was also a horror host. Wouldn't it be fun if your father was like a horror host? His name was Goulardi in Ohio. You're like, yeah, my dad introduces the blob. <laughs> um, following all the threads, Philadelphia, anybody has the, the, any of the police scanner where there's like, uh, oh, f- f- fifth and arch and there's a Christmas tree on fire in Mill Street. 
because it was like trees that had not been picked up for a month were all dried out now because it was early February. All these Christmas trees, the the sports enthusiasts in Philly decided, hey, they didn't throw these out yet. We'll help the we'll help the uh, the waste disposal program. We'll set them on fire in the middle of the street. And also, that's pretty late to throw out a Christmas tree, isn't it? Well, I just think they were sitting there. Oh, just accumulating. Probably a little bit of both. Wow. There's a lot of questions to be asked. A lot of questions. And I'd rather come up with the answers myself, unfairly and on the spot. Judge, jury, executioner. Now, you might wonder who this is that I'm talking to. No, that's not Brett. Are all you guys named Brett? All you podcast guys? There's like eight guys at Earwolf named Brett. <laughs> is that does every network need a Brett or they can't get like sanctioned by iTunes or something? Where's your Brett? <laughs> Hi, uh, we'd like to get our podcasts up on the network. Very good. What do you have? Well, we have a show. It's uh it's a pretty exciting show. It's Bobby Lee doing all the episodes of Lost. He's going one by one doing the episodes of Lost. And it's called Lost with Lee. And uh, we got that on our network. Very good. We like it. Where's your Brett? Well, he's he's not here yet. He's, he's running late. He's parking. He's Sorry. Digital hang up. Clink. That's what a hang-up sounds like in cyberspace. So, you hear that voice? That's not Brent. Oh, by the way, Brett, thank you for doing this. It's Brett or Brent? Brett. Brett. What's the other guy's name? Brent. Brent. No, the no. Your 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 guy, Pat. My guy. Yeah, Brent Douglas. Oh yeah, he has the the podcast for laundry. Yes. Yes. Brent Douglas's podcast for a long. Now that's not on this network, is it? It is. It is. There's a framed picture for it right over there. What? Yeah. I've been on that show before. It's a legacy show. The podcast for laundry with Brent Douglas. Douglas. For the longest time, I thought it was Dinklage. No, different guy. No, it's Peter. But I thought they were related. Mm-mm. I thought that's how. I was like, that's how this guy got in the biz. He had it in the Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. We're doing a Game of Thrones recap show. It's uh, Peter Dinklage is doing it with a guy who played one of the elves. <laughs> Were there elves on Game of Thrones? I'm assuming there must have been, right? Hobgoblins. And also, let me say this, you Lord of the Rings fans. I've been waiting to say this for a... <laughs> For a long time, I've been sitting on this one for a while. Your dumb movie came out 11 years ago. <laughs> Get ready, look out. Here comes a hot take. Now, that would be a ticker tape thing, would be say hot take on it. This is what Lord of the Rings is about to me. Got a dude dressed like a wizard. It's all adults. One's dressed like a wizard, one's dressed like an elf, another one's dressed like a hobbit. And they're running around, and they're scared of this thing they're fighting that is like an eye that looks not unlike lady parts. Is that fair to say? Yes. And what are they trying to destroy? They're like, ah, we're scared of that. And then they're also like a ring 
is what they're trying. They're like, we need to stop the ring. Yeah, were they stopping the ring or trying to find well, it? They're trying to destroy it. They're trying to throw it into the to the the volcano. Right. I only saw the third it's arrested, and final. It's one. all about arrested development. They're mm-hmm. scared. They're scared of adulthood. We want to dress like wizards forever. That's what it's about. So next time you watch it, first time I saw that movie, that first one was the most boring thing I ever saw in my life. Watching uh, them sit around and have a picnic, talking all about their adventure that they didn't go on yet. This is going to be the greatest adventure ever. Just you wait. <laughs> well, you could show it to us now. Oh, we got to make plans for the adventure. And then, it, then the movie ends. I'm like, well, that sucked. Second movie, people are like, no, no, this second one's great. I say that second one. Half the movie is like a hobbit getting walked around by a tree. <laughs> kind of like moving, like, I'll get you there. Let's just keep going. And then, like, it's worse than the first one. Then everybody's like, oh, the third one's the best one. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm out. See, that's the only one I saw. Have I seen six Conjuring movies? Yes, I have. <laughs> How many of them are great? Six. Conjuring. Conjuring 2. Annabelle. Annabelle creation. Annabelle comes home. I saw five. I that's five, yeah. But I didn't see the nun. Is that part of the world? That is part of the Conjureverse. Is there a witch too? The witch, the witch the is the There's first one. one. Kind of. There's one called like the curse of something or yeah. other. They could go back further and make the story about how the witch that haunted the house in the first one mm-hmm. came to be. I'm in LA for a few more days. I could I could start pitching this. Yeah. Conjureverse. Let's go. Let's walk in with some hot con- conjuring takes. There's going to be another. I was looking online. There's another conjuring movie coming later this year. Conjuring three. Really. Yeah. So that's the third of the Conjuring one, yes. Yeah. But uh, but uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson, who play the husband and wife team. The spook detectives. The spook detectives, yes. Yeah. I will also say this. The Conjuring franchise has more women in parts than any other movie franchise I've ever seen in terms of starring and having it be... It's like... There were there were more ladies in the. In the I said I was cursed. I literally I would just. Studio, he'll bleep it out. No, no, I'm not going to curse. I don't curse. Irish man had like, the one wife was like, "I want to smoke a cigarette." Yeah, I didn't like that. And they're like, "Let's pull over so they could smoke cigarettes." They keep showing that scene too to describe how like, Pesci's acting ability or whatever yeah. in that movie, and I was like, "Why are the." His, his best acting in it was when he went, this grape juice, this is the good stuff. Yeah. Canada Dry. Talking about Canada Dry. He's back. Pesci's back. So, Pat is here. I guess that's the, we took the scenic route in terms of saying Pat is here. How are you, Pat? I'm great. It's an honor to see Forever Dog in person. And not only that, but I can finally say I'm at the orange table, the famous orange table i've only seen it in pictures i'm finally here i'm let t- me, touching the orange yeah. table now let me say this first of all there's no signatures on this table they don't have to let everybody know that 
I don't just look at the table and see that that uh, uh, that Rob Hubel was here. Let me write their name on it. First of all, it's a lack. It's a it's it's a disre- it's disrespective property. <clears throat> right all over a That's table. True. Secondly, where do you think that thing's going? They, you know, they they secretly think it's going to like Smithsonian or something. No, no, it's it's going to the. It's, it's going to the podcast Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's not. Trust me. Yeah, they're like, they'll take it at the Smithsonian. They'll be like, great, great. And then they'll just set it up in a break room. They'll just use it as an actual table there. They think they're going to put next to a Funzie's jacket? No. Right? Next to the the Spirit of St. Louis? <laughs> Here's Apollo yeah. 11. I, I go there. Apollo 11, Spirit of St. Louis. <laughs> and, and then here's a table that Paul Shear wrote his name on. Although they do have like Archie Bunker's chair. It's true, but I mean. I watched that live well, All in the Family. With Woody Har- Harrelson. With Woody Harrelson and with uh, Marissa Tomei. How were both of them in that in those roles? Well, that show sucked All in the Family. Yeah. In its original <laughs> incarnation, it's preachy. Who played... Uh, Reiner. Rob Reiner. Ike Barinholtz. Ike Barinholtz. I don't know. From Blockers. <laughs> Mad TV. What else has he been in, Brett? Uh, the Mindy Project. Boy, do I Glenn Miller play. I could have done that. You would have, you would have been a great. I could have done all the songs that made. Right? I could do all of those Either parts. part. Ellie Kemper, former co-star of Pat Burns Projects, played Gloria. That's right. Oh, she did. That's great. Yes. It was good to see her. That's and then good. That's good for Ellie. They did a back-to-back thing because then they did a Jefferson's one, and Jamie Foxx was George Jefferson. Were they back-to-back on the same night? Or mm-hmm. did, okay. Yeah. But the thing is that George Jefferson was in the All in the Family episode, and then he went down the hall to go do the Jefferson's episode, right. which was fun that – uh yeah, he did the George Jefferson, the dance, and then uh, Will Ferrell played uh, t- t- the neighbor. That's funny. And Kerry Washington was the wife. The, who So Kerry Washington is is uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz's mother on that. Because hmm. in real life, yes. Roxy Roker was Lenny Kravitz's mother. Fun fact. Did you know that? No? Do you know the Jeffersons? Yes. The neighbor across the hall. Roxy Roker, the the the, the actor the who played her, yeah, not him though. The, oh. the 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 his wife, right? Roxy Roker was uh, Lenny Kravitz's mother, and still is, although she's no longer alive. But she'll always be his mother. Mm-hmm. I want to get away. Maybe the worst song ever, right? We can all agree. But his best song. top three. No, he's got Mr. Cab Driver. That's a good song, right? That's a good song. I only know his cover of American Woman. and His cover of American Woman is not so hot. Not so hot. And Fly Away. Fly Away. That's my Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Fly Away is the first thing that comes up. No. Oh, no. Are you going to go my way? my way. That's a good one, That's the one, yeah. That's good. No, Mr. Cab Driver is a good song. Mr. Cab Driver. I'm going to play a little bit of Mr. Cab Driver. Maybe it sucks now. 
Two million views. Kravitz doing it right. And here's a commercial, because I still am not doing this right. Figure I'd sink the money into a uh, uh, YouTube, high-class YouTube account, right? No way, Jose. Is this the first album? Bad? Yeah, you're right. And the production quality of the mm-hmm. music video and the song, mm-hmm. I would guess it was even before that first big album, but... Kravitz was lo-fi. That's great. <clears throat> Barlow before Barlow, right? It was him. It was it was Lenny Kravitz, Eric Gaffney, and Lou Barlow. They were the original members of Centrido, not before Sebado. They first did it. They were lo lo-fi. Then Jason Lowenstein entered the picture when Lenny Kravitz left. I remember interviewing. So I remember going to see Sebado play live. Back when they were just Eric and Lou, and they had the boombox, and Lou had just gotten kicked out of Dinosaur Jr., mm-hmm. and it was out in front of Wetlands is where they were playing. Now, this was the bill. Nikki Sudden, legendary, Spall Maps, Nikki Sudden, Sebado, King Missile. Uh, can I guess the year? Yes. 1993. I think you're a little late on that. I think it might have been. I think he got kicked out in '91 or something like that. So then, I introduced myself to Lou Barlow, and I'm like, "Hey, how are you? I'd like to interview for my fanzine." And he's like, "Great, let's set it up. We'll exchange numbers, and we'll make it happen." And then I said, "Oh, I'm a fan of the album." And then he talked to me for two and a half hours about Jay Mascus on the street, a complete stranger. Two and a half hours. Were you rolling tape? No. It was just a conversation. Yeah. He explained every reference in the songs. He was just like, in Freed Pig, when I mentioned the salt shaker, that's because we'd be on tour, and I'd have the salt shaker, and I would deliberately do just move it to make Jay crazy at the table, and would just wind up. And then you listen to the song, he's just like, he mentions the salt shaker in the song, just to, like, but because, like, they had just released The Wagon was the single that came out. The Mm -hmm. Dinosaur Jr. single was on Sub Pop. And uh, that was like Dinosaur Jr. at one point had this super lineup where it was like half of the band Ball became – or Gumball became Dinosaur Jr. There was like six people in Dinosaur Jr. for like four months. And they also played as the Velvet Monkeys. And there was like a show I saw at Maxwell's where it was like, why am I telling these stories tonight? Is no, this boring? Good. Is this no. incredibly boring? I, I miss Maxwell's. Thank you. You're sweet to say that, Pat. And Wetlands, to be <clears> honest. So it was like great venue. Velvet Monkeys was Don Fleming's band. Mm-hmm. He was in Velvet Monkeys, then Ball, which became Gumball, and now he runs the Lou Reed archives. Wow. Don Fleming. And produced everybody's favorite teenage fan club record, Bandwagon esque. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And uh he, it was him and then the other guys in Ball, and then it was like Thurston Moore, Jay Mascus, Julie Kafritz, and I saw this show at Maxwell's where they were the Velvet Monkeys. It was like six people on stage. It was like it's just a super group. 
And for Maxwell, that's a, that's a tight stage. Was a tight stage. And all I can say is to go back to sidebar 55. Those were the days, right? And you knew where you were then, right? Mm-hmm. Girls were girls and men were men. Mister, we could use a man like a woman like Julie K. Fritz again. Let they change. That'd be me doing the thing. What if uh, Forever Dog was the thing that set them apart? Was they had um, an upright piano just in the corner, and I could yeah. walk over, and somehow I knew that song. I'm telling you, I think you might have just figured something out. Musical improv podcasts. And it would be a good, you know, it would also be good for, uh, if it was like an upright piano, you could lift the lid up and that's where we could hold the hose. (laughs) You could just pin the hose under the, under the lid. I I would believe James Adomian is somehow fluent in piano. James, bring the cup back. (laughs) I would believe he'd just be able to walk over a piano and somehow play old ragtime or something. Does Kevin McDonald come by here often? No, he's in Toronto. Um, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. Ah, Winnipeg. I was just reading a book about the editor who, the guy, this guy who edited, uh, uh, Carrie and Star Wars and all these movies and he was like, they did a Phantom of the Paradise and it did not do well. It was very popular in Winnipeg though. It's like, <laughs> how do you know that? Like in 74, you knew the movie was popular in Winnipeg? Things I didn't know about that, though, they made the movie Phantom of the Paradise, and they got immediately in trouble with Phantom of the Opera. Universal was down on them. The Phantom, the the old newspaper comic, but the crazy one was that Led Zeppelin, Peter Grant, the Led Zeppelin's manager, because the character was Swan, and his company was called Swan Song in the movie, and they, and they were like, our record label's called Swan Song. And they were like, we're not going to let you put any mention of that in it because they also had a scene where the guy gets electrocuted in Phantom of the Paradise that in real life, that guy was a friend of Peter Grant's. Like that was based on a real life incident. Peter Grant knew that guy and was just like, I don't care if I spend every cent I have, you're not putting Swan Song in the movie that where you did a simulated version of a guy I knew dying. So they had to like pull it from every scene they'd like cut tracking shots early because you'd see the the word swan song yeah man i got a million of them so doing the uh uh grown-ups three reading on on tuesday pant yes as this is playing or airing you'll will be on those on that stage yeah and well i won't well i won't be there we got a few I'll days go to convince you. No. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Maybe you'll catch a glimpse of Tom. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. And Maybe I'll just spend the night at Paquito Moss. I'd, I'd love seeing to. how many ahi tuna burritos I can eat in one sitting. Right. But one, it, one is the number still. <clears throat> it's a sold out show. It is. And we have an all star lineup, and all the money's going to. Australian wildfire relief. So we're we're yeah. we're doing well with the fundraising. I don't know what the total will be by the end of the show, but we're hoping we get close to 10k cuz we'll be at, at we we uh we hit 5k in New York and we'll be with the sold out number we'll also be pa- passing a bucket. So Sure. 
And, you know, some people have asked me what, you know, we recorded these shows with audio and video and we're talking about maybe doing something with that. Um, we'll figure it out, but hopefully we'll, we'll be putting money towards those downloads, um, yeah. to, to the, to the funding as well. So we'll stay tuned. We don't know when, but eventually you'll, you'll have access to that. Awesome. And the two, the show was awesome last week. Oh, it was incredible. Uh, I, one of my favorite times on a stage, maybe. Who played, who played Kevin Corrigan played Adam Sandler? Kevin Corrigan, uh, who we know is a good actor and friend yeah. of the show, but, and yeah. I just was like, all right, well, he's playing Adam Sandler. Like mm-hmm. him just reading the phone book is great, but, yeah. but like him doing that, it's going to be, it's going to go beyond anything we can expect. But like there were moments where he, he just, it was Kevin reading the script sounding like Kevin. It was a mm-hmm. very, for you guys, he's a very, you know, New York sounding persona. Uh, and, and then there was times where it just sounded like Adam Sandler. And I don't know if he was trying to channel Adam or think about it in his head, but uh-huh. there was times where he just like let out a line, like especially that, that big closing monologue that you have. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it was beautiful. It was just like, we were like, I was sitting next to Brett and I was looking at him like, <laughs> what? That's very <laughs> Like This is just, who's, it was beyond. Yeah. Who's playing Sandler at the LA um, I can announce it's John Daly, <gasps> who tonight we're pre-recording this. He's on Curb Your Enthusiasm, playing boom, 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 right? Larry's mailman. Yeah. This is what I'll say about Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's funny. Just track the reality, guys. On it, that's the only time I check out. There's like an episode. Remember the episode where like <clears throat> there was a line at like the men's room. And then Larry's like, I'm going to use the handicap stall. Yes. And then guys, people are just like, hey, you can't go in there. That's right. the, it's like I've never been in a bathroom, a public bathroom where that was not just fair game. Yeah. The the handicap. Hey, uh, someone who, uh, disabled, somebody who might need the bathroom. That made me think about that a lot. And I was like, am I not supposed to be using faulty logic. Am I not supposed to be using this bathroom? Because- no. You use it. Just keep it free if somebody who actually right. needs it, needs it. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Hey, get out of there. Fake logic. Come on. Yeah, that was a stretch. Why is every podcast network is either a dog or a wolf? What is this? You guys got some weird Dr. Doolittle up in here? This strange. Boy, Dr. Doolittle also. 
more like <laughs> Dr. Do Little Business at the box office. Is it out? Right? Yeah, it came and went, right? Yeah, that Doctor Doolittle, uh, Doctor Doolittle, one week at the box office is like seven years for good movies. Yup. My my head hurt when I went to see Star Wars and the, all the trailers that came out mm-hmm. before the movie just were like punishment. It was Doctor Doolittle. It was the current bad boys, you know. Movie mm-hmm. and all these bad Disney kids movies too, and I was just my head was just like throbbing. I was like, I didn't even want to see the movie. I didn't really want to see it to begin with, but mm-hmm. I didn't see it yet. Go when nowhere, right? We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. That Why? Because might- <laughs> we're bad boys for life. That might be the best part of the movie is hearing that song. Is that in it? I would guess. Remember that video when, when that had uh, Travis Barker, Travis Barker, and Pat uh, was the announcer. Hi, it's me, Pat. Uh, oh, from Inside Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was like over the fence. Like we're doing it live. That guy. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we're doing it. No, we're doing it live. As uh, I thought, that was him. No, no, we're doing it live. As uh, is uh, is uh, Bill O'Reilly. Oh, you're right, Pat. Uh, Pat, whatever his name is, had something too that was yeah, viral. And he off. had a, dir- a dirty phone call, I think, oh, that someone released. But he was like, remember, he was confused. like, he was like grooving to when the when the bad bad boys yeah, rolled goes, into the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. He sticks over his fence and yeah, he's throwing his yeah. hand up in the air. And that's the one where like Ben Stiller was always like, oh hey, like you're doing that version of Ben Stiller where he's always yeah. like, oh hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. What's the best Ben Stiller role? There's only one thing, only one thing to say. Happy Gilmore. Right? Remember when it goes? When she's like, could I trouble you for a warm glass of milk? And he goes, uh, he goes, you could trouble me for a glass of shut the hell up. He's like, (laughs) and he does, like, uh, I forget how he said it, but then he just says, like, you will, Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. That's the best Ben Stiller role Were with you? the handlebar mustache. Yeah, I, f- I forgot. Uncredited. Really? Uncredited. Were you aware that there was a Sandler con this weekend? Where was really? that? I think it was just somebody's house, right? And why was I not the... I was going to tell why you. Why was I not was, the guest of honor? Was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would I not get invited to that? We should have stopped Who organized by? it? I think we we need to introduce our guests because yeah, they, they have they have the info. Oh, this is gonna bother me. Now. They have the whole info story behind. Well, it. let's bring to the show. We got rock stars on the show today, right? Bonafide rock stars. We have Mike, Kroll, friend of the show. Been you've been on you've called before. Is this the first time you've been here? No. Wait, no. When oh, you were in the studio at WFMU? Yes. But did you come on the air? I don't think I said anything because you watched a I was bit? around, yeah, people more important. I watched, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, like, can I trouble you for a glass of warm milk? It helps me to sleep. And she, he goes, like, you will sleep or I will put you to sleep is what he says. <laughs> That's what he says, yeah. <laughs> like, no, but you can trouble me for a glass of shut the hell up. And then she says, uh, my fingers hurt. And he's yeah. like, yeah. 
<laughs> well, now your back's going to hurt because yeah, you yeah. just pulled landscaping duty. You just pulled duty. landscaping duty. <laughs> and then that other lady's like, Mr. Mr. When she jumped on the hood of the car. Yes. Mr. Mr. Yeah. It's one of the best movies ever, if not the best movie. It's the best Sandler movie, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, I think, it, yeah, I think it might be. And Al, Allison, Allison? Allison. Allison what? Crutchfield. Crutchfield. You always forget my last name. Crutch, I thought it was Crunchfield. You always say Crunchfield, which is, I feel like, something that <laughs> people said the, to me, like, to prank me when I was Does anybody, so Crunchfield it, it is. Uh, no, it isn't. It's not Crunchfield. Oh, it's one of those things where I'm like, it's not Crunchfield. It's not Crunchfield. You always want to say Crunchfield. I want to say Cloverfield. That's fine. Right. That would be better. Yeah. Yeah. Think of like crutches. Crutch. Like a field of crutches. Like a field of crutches. Now I, now I can picture it now. A field of crutches. I did want to say that. Allison Crutchfield. That I think the best Ben Stiller role is when he plays Tony Perkis in the movie Heavyweights. I don't know if you saw that well, movie. Oh, I did see Judd Apatow. The Judd Apatow, probably Judd Apatow's best movie. Yeah. It's a great right? one. Yeah. It's a similar energy because yeah. he's, you know. I like bad guy Ben Stiller. He's a bad guy. Yeah, he's the villain. Happy Gilmore, heavyweights, dodgeball. That's good. Thank you. Right? You can't. What? Mike's adjusting my mic here. I don't want to watch him because, like, <laughs> we watch him and like meet the parents. He's just like, he's like, uh, oh no, I gotta get in a speedo, and he's like completely ripped, and it's like supposed to be like an embarrassing scene where it's just like he had to wear this tiny bathing suit, and the guy's like completely jacked and you're just like mm-hmm. what's this guy embarrassed about mm. if i had a if i was ripped like that dude i'd only be in a speed it'd be rollins <laughs> i'd be like Roll- i'd be the rollins of speedos yeah rollins 85 walking around you ever read in get in the van when he's just like someone stole my shorts <laughs> <laughs> backstage at the show i would wash them in the sink and then some someone stole them did you ever read that book, Mike? Yes. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. I, I did. A long time ago. It's yeah. bleak. It's bleak, but the, the, it's a funny thing because he's like, the first part, like parts of it, he's like, I didn't write diaries for some of this stuff. So he's like, like him, him going, like telling parts of it as, as like past the experience of mm-hmm. being in Black Flag. He's just like, well, this is a, uh, like the, the 84 tour was a good tour and you know, we we're playing good places. And then, then when the original diaries pick up, it's just like, life is an endless nightmare. Exactly. Everything all, is hell. It's all low points. I was stuck in the shed, which was not a shed, by the way. <laughs> by all accounts, it was a guest house. Mm-hmm. Shed. It makes it sound like he's sleeping against a rake. It was like, cause you know, you didn't read it, Mike, but it's like he says like, he was living in Greg Ginn's parents' backyard. Right. And he like lived in, he was always like, I'm in the shed. He called it, it's like, no, you're the one calling it a shed. It's not a shed. It was a guest house. Just cause it wasn't, it's probably one of these nice houses that has like a half on it. Mm-hmm. Like where you're just like, that's a pretty nice house. It's just behind a nicer house. It's the only difference. So now what's up with Mike Kroll and Allison Rutchfield. That was, that was better. Nothing. We have nothing to, we have nothing to plug or talk about. Um, we, <laughs> we're just here as, uh, as friends. We have no musical projects that are happening besides the Grown Ups 3 reading that will what? be, will be the musical guests. You will. We have done, we have no, nothing prepared. Done zero practicing. Okay. So. Uh, we're still a little bit unsure of what we're supposed to do. Now you're both rock stars. True or false? 
false. No, that's false. true. That's a true. That's true. Incorrect. Allison, you have a solo career and a band. That's true. And the band is called Swearing. That is true. And when I talk about Philly, you're like, because <laughs> you, you, the band is from Philly. That's correct. But you didn't grow up in Philly. You grew up in Arkansas. Alabama. No. You also no, it was Arkansas. It was Alabama. You always it think that Arkansas. it's Allison Crunchfield from Arkansas. Yeah, that's me. Wait, I think we booked the wrong. <laughs> we were supposed to book <laughs> Allison Crunchfield. You know the one from Arkansas, <laughs> the the pride of of Arkansas. So where in Alabama did you grow up? Birmingham. So when Jason from Huntsville calls up the show, and he calls it, how far is Huntsville from Birmingham? Huntsville is about two hours. Okay. I think that he and my sister have like connected at some point on the internet because of there's just uh-huh. like very few people yeah. from Alabama. And but your sister is named Allison also. Her name is Allison too. Yes. Okay, Allison too. Yes. With the number after. Mm-hmm. No, your sister's name is Katie. Yes, Katie. Right. Mm-hmm. And Katie also is a rock star. That's true. I right. would call Katie a rock star. Of I course. Would... I knew you would call her one, but not yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's the most merge thing I've ever heard in my life. That's like merge records. That's like the handbook. Yes. Like someone else is a rock star, not us. No, you're a rock star. Aggressively humble. I saw the band. I saw you solo and at and with swearing. I saw you with Doug Wesson's Troubadour. Yeah. Opening for Mary Timoney. That's true. With uh, Nicole Lawrence on guitar when they would play back to back. That was cool. It was like, like you'd think it was like the Eagles. I know. It was awesome. I've never been to the Troubadour. Doug Weston's Troubadour? Yeah. Well, get ready. <clears throat> Do you like a venue that seems like it got squished <laughs> and like pushed up somehow and has like an unnatural balcony? Yes. You do? Okay. Well, I'm going to keep talking then. Do you like... Well, Mike is so mad right now. <laughs> his favorite venue. You know, I mean, it, that's why I like it because it feels squished and uh-huh. you, every seat in the house is a good seat. I was seat. just asking him. Why, I didn't why put don't, a judgment you, on Why it? don't people just call it the Troubadour? Why do we have to put that guy's name in well, front of it? Well, because he owns the place. Yeah. I think most people do just call it the Troubadour. I think Tom's just but, being funny. <laughs> no, I'm being respectful. Did you see Rocket Man? <laughs> I did not. He's no, in it. Call Doug Weston oh, is really? in it. Doug Weston's in Rocket Man. The the actual guy or or a person. Someone's playing, playing Doug Weston. Is he no longer with us? I don't know. Who I plays hope him? He is. Someone. Is just someone. An actor. Yeah, but nobody calls it like Paul Colby's The Bitter End. Well, because he doesn't put it on his own sign. I think he does. Well, then people are not the, showing the respect. One. Yeah, I show respect to Mister Weston. Yeah, I was yeah. like when people like call people that don't deserve respect, Mister like. Like these dumb Patriots fans, when they're always like, Mr. Kraft, like the owner of the Patriots, Bob Kraft, they're always like, well, Mr. Kraft said this, Mr. Kraft, Mr. What do I, why are we showing this guy, why are we calling him Mr.? I don't know him. Call him Mr. What am I, the lady in Happy Gilmore, right? Mr. Mr. And he poured the chips on her. He's like, yeah, eat, eat something. <laughs> We should just watch Happy Gilmore right now. For the rest What's of the better, Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison? Happy Gilmore. Yes. Same, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a telling thing when people say Billy Madison's better. It's very telling. It might be also 
how old they were when Billy Madison came out. He came out like eight months later. That's true. Yeah. They were back to back. Pretty much. They were like one finished production. Yeah, he's they, they, were, they were filming him at the same <laughs> yes, time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was like the Spanish Dracula. They were just shooting it at night. Because actually, there's, they shot the Spanish Dracula on the set of the, uh, the original Dracula, and they would film at night. When they would shoot the uh, English Dracula, at night they would shoot a Spanish-language version. And oh, a lot of the camera shots were a little more interesting in the Spanish Dracula. Than, ugh. Movie nerds, the worst. That's why I like talking about Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Drives yeah. me nuts. Talk about The Conjuring. <laughs> I love The Conjuring. You do? I didn't have a chance to chime in there, but I I, oh. I think it's a fantastic. Let's talk. It's so scary. You know, the first one is The terrifying. first one is incredible. The first one. The first, the first of all, the cast. Lily Taylor. Amazing. Vera Farmiga. Fantastic. Patrick Wilson. Ron Livingston. Yeah. And He's in the second one, right? Sorry, now is he in the second one? Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston? No, no, he was the dad in the first one. The the right. uh, the second one's in England. Right. Okay. Got it. And there were like there's like the really good kid actors in the Conjuring movies. Mm-hmm. What what are you what are what's everybody's favorite or scariest scene? Feely mealy. Put your hands in in Annabelle comes home into the game. <laughs> Do you know that thing? No. There's a a board game like Feely. It was a seventies board game called feely mealy where you had to stick your hand in it and like pull out a card or pull mm-hmm. out a key or whatever mm-hmm. and that, that's in it and it's like let's play feely mealy first of all but that's an annabelle annabelle right. comes home yes oh, okay i thought your question involved the conjureverse no no <laughs> oh just proper conjuring movies so we're only talking two then no no we're only talking two then so then i would probably say it would be the weird uh the cranky thing that yeah. you do when it pops up those nursery rhymes. I I got freaked out when they were walking up the stairs, and the like the all the reporters, not reporters, but like investigators with the flash bulbs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you see like what's happening. Um, yeah, it's creepy. And also when when they're playing, I guess they had kind of made up this game for the movie, but um, hide and clap, right? Oh, I didn't like that game at all. And then the the ghost hands come out, and you see it. That's when Ooh. you see it for the first time. Oh, yeah. also PG thirteen. Crazy, right? Nobody dies in in the Conjuring or Conjuring Two, right? People eat it in Annabelle. Uh, what about you? You know, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, so yeah. I can't. It's think It's been of a while. Just, it's a great song. <laughs> That's yeah. I do that all the time. Did you write that? Every time I say it's. Been I a while. wish. Do you do that, really, Allison? You do that? Um, no, every, I do that. He does do it to me it's been a while. all the time, <laughs> right? I, with, at least once. How did a week. it feel? How did it feel to be on the wrong end of it? <laughs> it felt like you took it from How me, does know? it feel? Right? I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stained. If I say it's just one of those days, also. Oh, yeah. He comes it's just one of those days. Yeah, yeah right? He comes in with that. Yeah. <laughs> like when you listen to these backing tracks of Limp Biscuit, you know what you realize is that Nookie has some pretty sweet uh, keyboard action in it. It's kind of just like. Realize. I did it all for the nookie. Come on. Nope, not that. Let's find that. I did it all nope. for the nookie. Come- Have it loaded up here. <laughs> Is this it? Like a chunk. Hey. Like a chunk. Hey. Like a chunk. Hey. Like a chunk. Not that one. Here we go. This should be it. 
I have way too many uh, isolated tracks for Nookie. <laughs> I think I think we pulled that one for you. And I can't find my Nookie backing tracks. Have either of you ever ever seen it? I did it all for the Nookie. Sadly, I had the pleasure to. I did it all for the Nookie. Nine years. Like a chump. Like a chump. It came out of a toilet. Like a chump. Like a chump. Like a chump. It was at Ozfest. We all played Ozfest '98. So sorry. Well, we were there for for Ozzy. Gotcha. But like we. Why did it take so long? Let's watch this new band. Let's watch this up and coming band. And he came out of a turlet. Because it was 98. They didn't have a single yet. So they were just like kind of touring the... They didn't do... Because they got to have one. Right? What was that? Faith. Oh, no. I don't think... Maybe they were starting to cover it. I don't know. But yeah, we just Dirt. watched their set. It's like me and my friend Alex. He had tickets. He got, gave me one. And mm-hmm. they, they emerged from a toilet. That's my the most memorable thing I, I, I remember. I how do you tap away. that? Yeah. I wouldn't mind hanging out with Durst. I know you wouldn't. We're trying to make it happen. I like him. Any Durst, Fred, Robert. <laughs> um, Just give the guy. A he's making films now, isn't he? He is. He's made more movies than I have. Wow. He did a John Travolta movie. He made a, he made a movie called The Leftovers with Ice Cube. Really? Wow. As the star about ten years ago. This is Fred Durst. Yeah. I saw. I used to see him at the uh, like years ago. I saw him at the 101 Cafe and see Fred Durst there. We ate there yesterday. We ate there yesterday. Did you get the cake in a jar? No. no. What's that? Cake. Well, it's cake. cake in a jar. It's cake in a jar. <laughs> it's actually not that complicated. But this is the way that cake in a jar works. You get the cake in a jar. Now, Brett, you might want to write this down. You go to the 101. You get the cake in a jar, and it's a mason jar filled with cake. And then here's the trick with it. When I would stay at the Best Western that was attached to the 101 mm-hmm. Cafe, I would go, um, not the highway, um, you get the, you bring the jar up to your room, right? And you bring it back. They give you a little discount if you bring the jar back on your next cake in a jar. Keeps you, keeps you hooked. Whoa. <laughs> is it still a Best Western or is it a fancy hotel now? It's still a Best Western. It's still a Best Western. Yeah. It seemed fancy. It's not fancy. I don't know why I got that vibe. The framed pictures. Yeah, framed pictures of Don Knotts and <laughs> Lillian Gish. Yes. It's one of those places that has the literally the corniest thing where it's just like like uh employees only or Angelina Jolie like written on like a sign. Like it's like yeah, Angelina Jolie's gonna use the bathroom at the one oh one cafe. So you used to see Fred Durst there. You used to see Fred Durst there and I felt like uh I feel like it was one of those things that people say, like, oh, that guy is an alcoholic. Why? I see him at the bar every night. Every single night I go, he's at the bar. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, this, this loser's always eating at the 101 Cafe. It's like, how do you know? Well, I ate there six times last week. <laughs> <laughs> I have two meals a day there. And, yeah, but he's such a loser. He's there all the time. We saw some people that could have easily 
played in whatever the current version of Limp Bizkit is that we're sitting. Did you guys catch mm-hmm. the rock and roll? Yeah, there's a rock and roll. I was wondering, I was wondering about them. I was wondering. We, it was something that we all acknowledged internally but didn't, didn't bring say, up to, yeah. to each other. The right. guy who got up to pay the bill had a chain wallet and a Smashing Pumpkins shirt. Well, I'm glad he paid the bill. There was someone who, who – That's right. Our waitress, somebody walked out on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple. Mm. We felt really bad. I was just, was it a smashing pump? It was a smashing pumpkin yeah, it was shirt. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine with the. I saw it said nineteen seventy nine, but I didn't see star. any kind of other logo. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Something like we that. We saw them not that long ago. <clears throat> we right. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty little <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Do you got an <laughs> instrumental version? <laughs> <laughs> It's a good karaoke song. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What do you do at karaoke, Allison? I don't do karaoke. What? I know. Why? I just don't. I hate, I have a lot, I'm very shy about it. You're shy, but you can sing your own songs in front of people that paid that you don't know. It's totally different. Not in front of five friends. No, I think the last time I did karaoke was after a swearing show in New York that you were at. Um, Oh, wait, at the... Yes, you were there. You actually, you I, both. I was there, but I could, I didn't stay for that part. It got, it got really late it by got, the time everyone was going in. It was, um, at the Greenpoint, what is it called? Um, it's called, uh, Brooklyn Night Bazaar. Brooklyn Bazaar. Bro- yeah, but they, Brooklyn Bazaar. I think it just closed. But just closed. Yeah, that was the last time I did karaoke. So it actually mm-hmm. wasn't that long, to, that long ago. Um, I did Every Day is a Winding Road by Cheryl Crow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's a good one. Well, Pat likes to do, uh, if it Crow. makes you happy. Yes. That's also a great one. <clears throat> that era. Big Cheryl Crow fan. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Unironic, just lover. Me too. How about you, Mike Kroll, rock star, uh, whose latest album, Power Chords, has been out one year now. This exactly week. one year. This is the one year anniversary. Congratulations Thank on you. that. Yes, Merge Records, full length. What was it like to have a full length, first of all, finally? Because you kept flirting with the you had EPs and, and uh, 10 inches, and you're always circling the big statement. And then you finally <laughs> did it. You finally slid all the chips in. Well, so I'd, I'd argue that the other albums were albums full lengths. Mm-hmm. They're just short albums, you know? Okay. It's like the Johnny Ramone quote of, you know, they played a show and the promoter came up to him afterwards and said, you guys didn't play an hour of music. And he said, we played an hour of music in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. No, I understand that, but you also understand what I'm saying as well. Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, I mean, it took a while. I'm not putting the form down. I like a 10-inch record, and I like somebody who doesn't outstay their welcome. I always respect that, and I appreciated that about what you did. Thank you. I'm not was not saying it as a as some sort of judgment. I know, I know. A, A lot of people. Did say that as a form of judgment. Oh well, I so. never would say. Yeah. You know what a fan I was. Of I know those records. I appreciate I just, that. But I, I, but it is a, you did you did take what like the running time of power chords versus it's like double. So yeah, that's yeah. So, so it's more. So you had more content. Turkey seventeen minutes. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. 
When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. 16, I think. <laughs> in a way, it was your first album. In, a, in other ways, it wasn't. Yeah. Or maybe it's 18. But yeah, it's, it's a longer mm-hmm. album. Sure. Yeah. Well, th- thank you. But how did that feel to do that? To go, let's do something th- with the, w- around the thirty-minute mark. Uh, it felt like it was something I needed to do to prove that I could do that. And uh, I, yeah, I did. Felt good. It feels like a full album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when you listen to it, it feels like a complete statement. Uh-huh. Where the other ones might have felt short. Sure. So I, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm glad it's. I'm glad I followed through with doing it it's awesome thank you well, i'm everybody. proud of you for doing it thank you and, and do you do you look back at that now and do you wish you had done it earlier or are you happy with how you've been doing things i wish i would have done it earlier but i'm okay. i'm happy that it, it, it i needed to take the steps to get there of course yeah I, I think if i would have tried to do something longer the maybe prior it, it wouldn't have been as flushed out and as thought out as as this one ended up being sure it took my time but and do you look at what do you what's next are you gonna do your sandinista next you're gonna just <laughs> no. dump every thought on everyone half cooked dub mixes of things <laughs> no i i mean but honestly that it, it took me so long to do that record and and i i did it as a you know a more professional record went to a studio in nashville and i worked with the producer and i and i really spent my time with it i think because of that process i want to just the next thing i do i want it to be real fast and and dirty and you know sure back to back to basics but mm-hmm. an album's worth of songs sure. so back to how i did the other albums which is a little bit more you know what show recording. we did together that wasn't the best show it was it was a uh, jonah ray's show we did yeah we've done that together that was me you and john john Worcester. was there too yes jonah radio Jonah Radio. Jonah Radio. Which you've outlived another podcast. Am I still doing it? He's oh. still doing it, yeah. Well, we were sorry, just on Jonah, Jonah Radio <laughs> a couple months ago. That was over a year ago, I think, but yeah. We Here's were. something you may not know about me. I haven't paid for a drink in over four years. He sold Right, yeah. Beer. No, I, I'm aware. The words. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jonah Ray's uh, reading a part in Grown Ups Three, so we'll see him on <clears throat> Tuesday. Jonah Ray saying that is like Fred is like Robert Durst uh, talking into the live <laughs> mic on uh, on uh, his thing. What was that show again called? Jinx. The Jinx killed them all. Of course. Who is the Jinx? There's going to be a season they two revealed, of that, right? They revealed it very quickly. Who is the Jinx? Yeah. Yeah, there is going to be season two. Yes. Right, they're following the trial because the the trial's happening, right? Or- well, he's murdering more people, so. I hope it's show business, <laughs> not show friendship. You're friends with Durst. You got to get it right. Wow, wow. Trying to yeah. There. So you're gonna do. You're gonna. When's the next record gonna be, Mike? Uh, next year, 2021. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I hope so. I mean, I, I would. I'm not hope rushing to, you. You never know. No, though. I know. I would like to get a record out this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know the 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 wait time that it takes to. Once you hand in a record and to mm-hmm. do it properly, is, sure, you need a good amount of time. Well, when would you like to get it off your plate? I would like to. Get, uh, well, Alice and I are getting married, mm-hmm. um, and so I would like to have something to who? 
each other. Each other, yeah. What? What? Yes. What? Remember when Darth Vader said what? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Star Wars: A New uh, Hope is a New Hope. Star Wars: Seventy-seven. Let's not. Star yeah. Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. He yeah. went what? <laughs> it's like I have you now. You got some clip like, of that one? We, no, sh- we should. I have a exactly. Think. And he's like, "You're all clear, kid." Right? Yeah. I never need to see Star Wars when or Han, any of that stuff again. Han saves them from behind. And then, then Darth Vader goes, what? Yeah. This, this, <laughs> this all powerful guy who, what? who could hold out a hand and absorb bullets in the next movie didn't know that there were shots coming behind. Wait, podcast The Ride is on this network? Really? Scott Gerd, Ger, Gerdner. Where He's, good guy, good guy. Where are you seeing that? Right there, I see a sticker right there. Oh. Yeah. Stickers, eh? Stickers are the new signing a table. <laughs> now, Allison Crutchfield. Mm-hmm. First of all, your sister has a record coming out. She does. March oh, yeah. 27th. Looks, looks just awesome. announced. And you were saying it's not very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I think it's great. And I feel like, uh, you know, I had absolutely nothing to do with this one. It's okay. the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I feel at liberty to say it's great. Sure. You love it. I love it. Does she send you demos? Do you send each she, other demos when you're working on a record? We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're kind of the first person who hears mm-hmm. any song of each other's. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I was here. I heard demos and then. We were able to stop in the studio when she was working on it and kind of hear her tracking, which was mm-hmm. nice. But yeah, it's it's amazing. Enough about your sister, though. <laughs> When's your what's up next for you? Oh Swear and put their record out. Swear and put a record out. Yeah, in a o- year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, actually, tomorrow is the three year anniversary of when my solo record came out. So it's been a very long time. That's awesome because that was because I saw you in February of that year it was three years ago it was three years ago I'm sure it wasn't two i think that we met and you saw me play two years ago yeah but that my record had been out for a full year oh, that's right that then. makes sense yes yes um yeah i've been i've been taking it slow i've been starting to work on a new solo record um that's the next thing and i mm-hmm. kind of am like compiling songs and and demoing them um slowly and i'm feeling i'm finally feeling ready to work on them because um, I haven't been touring much and I'm kind of just taking taking a break. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the next thing. Sure. And what kind of band do you want to back you up <laughs> on this one? I really want to do like – I just want to have like a classic power pop band. I want sure. like basically just standard rock formation, like two guitars, bass, okay. drums. Sure. Very little keyboard. Very little keyboard. No uh, – no multi-instrumentalists just covering a variety of things? Probably not. No? It's not really my vibe. Worked for King Crimson. Worked for King Crimson, for sure. Maybe not for they me. They would have a guy who just threw leaves at tambourines. <laughs> That's the Izzy from Guns N' Roses. That's the, like the... But he wrote all the songs. Izzy was the best part of Guns N' Roses. But he did. But he also did the odds and ends. And live shows and okay. albums. Yeah. So he would throw leaves at a tambourine. He he would. I think if there needed to be leaves thrown at a tambourine on a Guns like, N' Roses, it's like be easy. No 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 no. It's like just weird sounds. Like a garbage bag full. Yeah, he was like the the guy who was like the 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 best guy in Guns N' Roses, right? Is that true, Mike? Uh, I like Slash, but in terms of like the songs. I think Izzy wrote the songs. I didn't know that. 
because then this when they got the, to me. when they got the other ones, then they couldn't scrape together. They couldn't put no songs together. Once they lost the core. Once they lost the main guy. Yeah. Once he bounced, then suddenly they're asking, "What, Matt Sorum to write a song?" Hey, Matt, you got any songs? Tommy, right? Tommy Stinson, right? Great guy. Still looking for the best show studio. He's still in Jersey City. Still driving around Jersey City. <laughs> you know that story? No. He's got three GPSs he, now. Okay, so, Tom, please. <laughs> now, here's the story. Everybody's like, Tommy Stinson wants to come on the show. Mostly the Jason. Show. Mostly Dudio. Was Dudio wanted it. Everybody wanted Look, I was fine with it. We were all for it. But, Everybody's for it. But Jason was the most excited about it. Jason was so excited. Mm-hmm. But everybody was excited. Yeah. I was excited. I was excited. So then... But it took more prep for this dumb in-studio appearance uh, to get this guy to show up. And what's he going to do? Show up and play the bass part to right. uh, Bastards of Young? He can write it. <laughs> and, and we promoted it heavily. Yeah. That, that like The days lead yeah. up, the day of. Everyone was, it was like, Tommy Stinson, yeah. best show night. And then I knew, like 9 o'clock, he's not here yet. And we were just like, you got to show up at like 8.30. Nine o'clock shows up. There's this part of me that's just like, this guy's not going to show up. Like, what happens if he doesn't show up? Then the email comes in saying, like, I wonder if I still have the email. That was, like, one of the funniest emails ever. <laughs> I got to search. It's like, who emails when they're running late? His manager. Nine became 9.05. Okay. Yeah. Nine, like, nine, 9.30, we weren't worried. You know, people come later. And then it was, like, 10.30. Quarter to eleven, and we were like, and Jason's like in the street. Jason's <laughs> like looking in the street, like yeah, trying to flag down yeah. this guy in a car. Um, did he have a rent a car or something? He said he was driving himself, right? He said he was driving himself. Hey, I'm so here's like a manager. Hey, I'm so sorry, but a personal emergency has come up, and Tommy can't make it. I'm so sorry, and I know this is last minute, but unavoidable. If you want to reschedule, we'd be happy to do that. Yeah, emergency, and then like. Then, like, he, like, he's, like, so then I was just, like, I could either back away from this or I could lean all the way into it. And I was, like, I'm leaning all yes, the way into this. One, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy just, so then, and I'm just looking at other emails of me talking about it. When it happened, I'm seeing, like, I see me just being, like, uh, look at this. An email from, look who that email's from, Pat. Read, don't say, don't read the person's name, but read that email. Out loud? The second sentence. Like, like. I was just catching up on the Tommy Stinson episode on the, on the way back to work and your, uh, Pavarotti perfect day was, pheno- was a phenomenal close. I, I really hope we cross paths soon. So yeah. Who wrote that? John Oliver. Yes. John Oliver loved hearing Tommy Stinson burn me. <laughs> <laughs> so then he was just like, I couldn't find the studio. And he's like, I had two GPSs, and they were just, and then like the that report, was his line. That was the line. He had two two GPSs. GPSs going at the same time. Yeah, that was the personal emergency. No, that was his excuse. Like the story says, none of the stories <laughs> none made, of it sense. made sense. Suddenly, the manager saying it's a personal yeah. emergency. Then yeah. he's like, I had two GPSs and I couldn't find the place. And then, and then, the, then like the truth came out a couple days later, where it's just like he got scared because he saw yeah. like a apartment. Like apartments across the street were being like had like fences in front of them because they're being like 
Because they were being remodeled. They yeah. were being like gentrified. But part of it was that they were they were under construction. They were being built. Yeah. And then yeah, and he thought it was like a, he took it as it being a bad neighborhood or something. Yeah. And like you know, we record right. the best show in not a commercial building. Yeah. It's just yeah. like you know, a guy, a guy from the replacements won't get out of a car because right. he's <laughs> scared. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know if we as producers explained that you know. It's just like it looks like a residence, but we have a studio yeah. in there. Like, come in. Like, I don't think maybe it was on us. Mm-hmm. We should have explained it, but like, that's no reason to bail completely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's not on you. But also, thank you. Mm-hmm. But but also, like, we've been trying to rack our brains since that happened. How long ago was that? 2017. So yeah, two three years. We're like, did he? Does that mean he had? The old school <laughs> Garmin on the windshield and his phone, or yeah. does that mean he had two apps open, like Google Maps and the iMaps, like going at the same, like, or is he just completely full? Well, of look, again, it doesn't matter. What but. was he going to do? Well, really, what was he going to do? Tell me about what it was like to watch Paul Westerberg write all the songs. You never know. <laughs> this guy was a passable bass player. We'll never know. You know, around the same oh, time. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so I, sorry. I, hey, I, is he one of your heroes? No. no, I didn't mean to say it so sarcastic. Is he one? Is he somebody you admire? No, it's okay I, if he is. I, I mean, admire, I, I, I admire plenty of I like jerks. His contributions. Yeah, uh, he I was like Bash and Pop. Did I was, you guys ever, yeah, I was about to say he was out there for Bash and Pop. That's mm-hmm. what brought yeah. him to the East Coast, and he was around the New York area. Um, Todd booked him on Ophonic. Todd Ophonic booked him at Monty Hall. Mm-hmm. Or was it that he was appearing on Todd's show live, something like that? But here's this. Here's what happened. They had a tour bus that they were traveling in. Bash and Pop had a tour bus. Kid you not. Mm-hmm. And they were. It was a the giant full like full size deal. You've seen the FMU parking lot. They allowed him to pull in there. They had to, they asked all the employees to, to not be in the lot that day. They pulled into the lot and just stayed in there until. I don't even think that they played Monty Hall. I think that they went in to um, like an on air. Like they were on Todd's show, so they mm-hmm. they weren't. They they made like people run out and get them like food from the diner down the street and bring it back, like to go some sort of like bottle of wine or liquor. And then when they were finally called to the studio, is when they left and went up there. So it was just like total yeah. rock star uh-huh. treatment, just for a, a free free form radio appearance. Yeah. Great use of resources. <laughs> Great use of resources. So. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got Swear and they're jammed in a van. Swear and James Econo. Yeah, exactly. Mm. If you're, if you're, if you're leaning, you could be cleaning. <laughs> right? Is yeah, that we, not a Mike Watt thing? Yeah, we have a sign that says that in our van. What's he say? If you're not playing, you're paying? Yes. I think yeah. so, yeah. Puts everybody to work. Are you going to go to San Pedro? Um, yeah, out? I was about to say, we're, we're, we're heading there. All right. Yeah, right well, after I'm this just, show. Not a whole lot to see. You're not going to suddenly see a giant <laughs> Mike Watt giant, statue. Not a giant. There's not a giant Minutemen statue there. It's just a place where boats, a lot of boats, coming through. But you get the idea what made them them. Yeah. <clears throat> you maybe see the library that they would go into to like search for facts when D Boone and Mike Watt would like argue about stuff. They'd be like, "We're going to the library to settle it." <laughs> see if anyone still works there. Yeah. So, where were we at now? What were we talking about? Your sister's record. Mm-hmm. You're going to work on a solo album, another mm-hmm. solo album. Yes. Is there another swearing album in the cards? I'm sure there will be at mm-hmm. some point. Um, I feel like we're just like in a good place to take our time with it. Sure. We're all doing a million things. Yeah. 
now I live out here. Everybody else is in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. They were, were they a part of the the festivities when the Eagles won the Super Bowl? I was under the impression that everybody was. Yeah. Like everyone came out in the streets. Everyone in Philadelphia was in the streets just walking around. Remember when that one, stuff. what did the one guy eat, throw up or something? Yeah. Or, my oh. favorite, my favorite clip is the person who rode a four-wheeler up the Rocky Stairs. <laughs> That's like the yeah. best clip. Do you think, what is the percentage of Phil, Philly residents that know there's like art inside that, that building, building at the top of the stairs? It's just museum. not, it's just not at the top of it, Rocky considers it a successful <laughs> a successful workout I say f- like 15 15 percent yeah. know that there's like the a most amazing art just keep going and it's like it's a museum <laughs> filled with stuff not just a rocky statue well no they put the stairs behind it you gotta have something because <laughs> if you just run up to the statue that's not impressive i did like in creed when uh creed 2 when he went up the steps McCready well, went up the steps with Rocky, and they were going slow up the steps. I know in Rocky Five, they actually at the end of Rocky Five, the worst Rocky, they go up the stairs. He goes up. He, he like jogs up the stairs with his son, and it's just it's them reaching the top, and then it's his son being like, "Yeah, Dad, they actually have art in here," and they're and it's him, his dad, it's his son like showing his mm-hmm. dad like you know we could actually go inside. It's like. Oh, they actually yeah, I don't get they actually that. tip the hat to the museum yeah. at one point. The almost last Rocky movie. Except for now, there has been three more. Three more since then. Creed 3. 20-year gap. Do you think Creed 3 will be corny the way Rocky 3 was corny? <sighs> like a robot and all yeah. this stuff. Um, hopefully. I haven't seen Creed 2 yet, but... It's good. Yeah. It's not as good as, uh, it's not as good as Creed. Did you see Creed? I didn't. Mike just watched it for the first time, though. Did you cry? Did it make you cry? Are you, uh, are you a soft touch? Yes. Of course he is. Uh, I did not cry, but okay. but I did like it, and I saw Creed 2 on an airplane, and I mm-hmm. liked that. Okay. Creed 2, when I saw it, I was like, man, this one's not making me cry. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it like got me. It just started. <laughs> Something was in it. Like, ah, <laughs> this one's not having the same effect on me than like last 15 minutes of the movie bawling my eyes out in a Toronto movie theater. That was a great stretch when I was so, going to the movies in Toronto and crying at every movie. Uh, I think that's f- where you saw Allison too, right? I, it is. I saw you on when you were in Toronto yes. for a bit and you talking about A Star is Born possessed me to go see mm-hmm. it the next day yeah. and I cried. Mm-hmm. I cried that. I cried during that. Uh, another Philly re- Another Philly legend, Kevin Hart, Mm-hmm. I saw his movie Night School. That made me cry a little bit. Really? When he was just like, I'm not dumb. I was like, <laughs> he's not dumb. It's all it takes is somebody being like, I'm not dumb. Yeah. People think I'm too. dumb. Yeah. But I'm not dumb. That gets me too. Me too. Me too. Oh, oh, my. oh my gosh. Doot, doot. Los Angeles. No, 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 no. Gary. Who the hell's that? Gary in Lipstick City. Who's that? Pat! It's me, your pal Pat. Pat! Where's Dudio? Dudio's back in New York still, Gary. Thank God! I can't stand him! Yeah, Mike's Where's there too. Mike? Mike's, Mike's in uh, Bayonne. Bayonne! You know what Bayonne means? What does it mean? Garbage dump. That's a translation? 
Yeah. And who's this? We got Mike Al- Kroll. Allison and Mike. You ain't jazz. Yes. <laughs> so peanuts. So peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Salt peanuts. <laughs> Why don't you like jazz? <laughs> you know like cold train, man. I love supreme. I love supreme. I love supreme. You don't like it? Not really, no. What? <laughs> what about? <laughs> so what? <laughs> you don't like it? Miles Davis? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, it's not more like music you like. The Ruben News. Yeah, I guess that's what Moss Davis needed. A little more Bram Tchaikovsky. You like them? No. You don't like... I guess you don't like Power Pop. <laughs> A certain style of it, uh, I do. What's your name? Allison. Trick question, I know it! <laughs> Allison Crutchfield. What's up? What's up, Gary? Rock and roll! Doing it L.A. style! Yeah. Gary was in a band, too, for a while. I have Gary's 7-inch. Yeah, man. Some pure power pop. That's right. I showed I was done. I still want to do some more. You should back me up. Yeah. I'll send you a track. I want a sweet rhythm section. Okay. I want to sound like Flea and... Chad Smith, get some real muscle on that thing. <laughs> or get some of that backbeat, like can. Hey, you. You're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing your vitamin C. Who the hell's that in the corner? That's Brett. Brett. What's up, Brett? Hey, how's it going? Good. I like that shirt. No, thanks. Is that... What did you do with the one... Where's the one that you had to buy to get that one for free? Because <laughs> it's like, buy one, get one free? That's the free one. Like, where's the one you had to pay for? Not the one they threw in. Hey, you. You're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing your vitamin C. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. I do karaoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's a good karaoke song? Garyoke. <laughs> Get it? Get it? <laughs> What's yeah. a good, what song would you want to hear me do? 
Uh, yeah, how about Every Day's a Winding Road by Sheryl Crow? Nah, I don't do Sheryl Crow uh-huh. songs. You're talking about the Chili Peps, maybe uh, yeah, yeah. Under the Bridge? Scar Tissue? Scar, Scar t- Tissue with the Bernal song. <laughs> with the Bernal song. Danny California. Danny California. Danny California. That was a uh, which one's that again? It's it's uh um, no, no, it's off the Alabama, Alabama, yeah, Alabama. <laughs> That's where you're from. That is where I'm California, from. California, rest in peace. Simultaneous release. That guy can't sing. <laughs> He's bad. Kitas. Kitas. You know what? For a guy named Kitas. He certainly sings out of Cadiz! <laughs> get it? Get it? Pat, do you get it? I do. Look out, Mama, there's a white boat coming up the river. That'd be a good one to do, right? Yeah. Do you know who that is, Mike? No. What? what? <laughs> Allison knows who it is. I don't. Who is it? Neil Young! Oh. No. Ugh. Ooh. No, we we like Neil Young. I just don't. He he has a lot of music. Yeah, it's hard to know all of it. Powderfinger, classic. Okay. Who covered Powderfinger, Pat? You know. Oh boy, Kurt Vile. No, close. New Jersey. New Jersey. Side band. One of the best bands from New Jersey. Side band. East Street. East Street band. No. No. Who's one of the all-time best bands from New Jersey? All-time best bands from New Jersey. The Feelies? Yeah! Who's the side band? Of the Feelies. Young Woo! Weckerman sang! I'm stumped. Young Woo's the name of the band. Oh. I don't Look know. Look out, Mama, there's a white boat coming up the river. How'd you, how'd you get here, Gary? How'd you make it over to the West Coast? I hitchhiked. You hitchhiked? No, I flew. How was that? Pretty good. What airline did you fly? What airline did you fly? What? Oh, I, oh I, thought you were, uh, I thought you wanted me to ask you. I flew Alaska aye, aye, Airlines. Aye. Alaska? Yeah. I used to do Alaska when it was called Virgin Airlines. They got bought. I'm out. Is that right? Out. Yeah, man. Why do you think you get the weird purple lights on the plane? You know, it looked a lot nicer than Alaska Airlines should be. It's left over. Makes sense. Yeah, they still got some copies of Mike Oldfield records laying around. Get it? What's your most expensive record you own? Ooh. Uh. Hmm. I have, uh. UK pressing of Are We Not Men that uh, has the two promo posters. Okay. Massive posters. All right. Uh, I have a. Give me 10 bucks for it. <laughs> okay. give, me, give me two bucks change. Uh, I'll pass. How much you pay for that seven grand? No, I think I paid $50. Yeah. At a flea market. <clears throat> But the, it's for the $50. posters. It's for the posters. I go to a flea market. I spend fifty dollars just when I go in the place. <laughs> just to make people feel nice. I throw my cash around. <laughs> hey Pat. Yeah. 
I've been enjoying some of the snacks here. Illegal snacks. Only can't get them anywhere else. What kind of snacks you like, Gary? I got some for you. All right. Let's see. Now, these are like L.A. local things. Love it. What, what What's in the bag? <laughs> Those. So these are combos. Yeah, that's L.A. only. Pizzeria stuffed snacks. Yeah, they're like... The thing is with it, you think it's like a pizza, but it's like a pretzel. Pretzel pizza. It's yes. Nice. They don't even sell them St- anywhere else. Wow. Stuffed full of awesome is the trademark. I'm Just bad. L.A. I love it. Thank you. Local cuisine. <laughs> what hey, else you Brett, got? you want to try those? Combos. Because it's a combination of pretzel and pizza. <laughs> Get in there. Thank you. Here's another thing, LA only. Yeah. What? They don't make them anywhere else. A Hostess Apple Fruit Pie. Hostess is a local company. Wow. It's in uh, Brentwood. That's, that's, yeah, it says LA here. Yeah. Hostess Brands. Anyone want some? You guys are having combos. I'm good on the combo. Now that you're here. Yeah. And we're away from Mike. No Dudio. Away from Dudio. Yes. Who's dumber, Mike or Dudio? Well, what's the subject matter that we're talking about? General knowledge. General knowledge. We're talking uh, both of them head-to-head in a Jeopardy. Yeah. Who's winning? Ken Jennings and that other nerd. The gambler or the... the uh, or yeah, the Brad. gambler was always pushing it all in. James yeah. Hollinser, yeah. Yeah, the best part of that tournament of champions was... What? Jennings takes his move, does a push-in move. I said the same thing, and he, and he gave some he gave some back to James. He, he, and then that nerd... Yeah. The one nerd sung that other nerd. He's like, oh, they didn't... Your score's still the same. It was zero. <laughs> he said, is this how you do it, James? He mocked him. Ken Jennings, it was great. Nerd fight. Nerd fight. Oh, what is, oh, who cares? What is, who cares? What is, you only memorize stuff. For the record, though. It's not that impressive. I think Mike would beat any of them in Jeopardy. Mike's book smart and all sorts of. Yeah. Ask me a question for Jeopardy. I'm going to go on Jeopardy. Trebek. Hey, Trebek. Give me a question. All right. Um, in wait, did I get the daily double? Yes. You got the daily double. <laughs> in what? Wait. No. Okay. I didn't do my wage. Okay. What's your wage? I'm wager. What's your wager? How many points do I have already? Not dollars. Points. You have uh, two thousand eight hundred eighty-three. I bet it all. Push it in. He's pushing it in. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is Bob Dylan's... That's not how questions get asked on Jeopardy. You're right. Let me think. Let me rephrase it. First of all, not questions, it's clues. Okay, here's the, the clue. Here's the clue. All right. All right. This hometown 
is the birthplace. Now, this town is the birthplace of popular folk singer Bob Dylan. What is Hibbing, Minnesota? I think that's right. Brett, that right? I know. I know it's in Minnesota, so I'll take your word. <laughs> Be saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Too much diet, Dr. Pepper. I'm gonna barf. The food out here is not very good. You're not liking the uh, the. Ho- I hated this fancy sushi plate. Silverfish. Ooh. And it turns out I'm supposed to go to Sugarfish. <laughs> you like sushi? Me? Yeah. yeah, I love sushi. How do you like them sushi? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do it out here. I'm good with hunting style. Ay, ay, ay. Toot, toot, that's a good karaoke song. I packed in the mold. I smile when the damn shit on the damn for me. Say she wait for the invasion, right? Yeah. I'm out of engaging. I'm out of engaging. I'm out of me. I want something else. Jenkins! Jenkins. Underrated! Agreed. Wish you could get up off that ledge, my friend. Country! <laughs> Country inflection! When are you guys going to do a record together? A love record. (laughs) When are we going to do a love record? Is it going to be a heart-shaped record (laughs) on pink vinyl? No. What? Red vinyl. Red vinyl. No. No. Colored vinyl actually sounds worse. Did you know that, Gary? Yeah, I did know that. All right. You didn't when you made your first record on white. I didn't. No worse. It's a color to make a record on. Impossible to cue. Yeah. It does look fantastic, though. It made It sounds fantastic, though. He made mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's doing okay, though. Doing great now. I cheer him on. He's my favorite power pop guy. Oh. Him and Paul Collins. King of Power, the self-proclaimed King of Power Pop. Self-proclaimed. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I could do without it. I'm over Peter Case, man, myself. Yeah. No, 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 no. I want to telephone the bird about the ball. Don't leave me hanging on the telephone. <laughs> Not written by Blondie. Nope. That's right. Live and learn. Allison, mm-hmm. what's your favorite song you ever wrote? That I ever wrote? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. I kind of hate them all. Okay, uh, what song do you wish you wrote? Rocket Man. I think uh, the Rock Pile song when I wrote when I wrote the book. When I write the book, do you what? know that? Do you know that when song? When I write the book. When I write the book by Rock Pile. It's probably my favorite song. Yeah, ever? I'm like. I think so. Really? Mike played me that song for the first time. When I write the book, everybody's going to read that book. <laughs> that's the gist. Yeah, then they're going to check it out from the library. 
It don't do me very good because I wrote the book. <laughs> the library bought one copy. You don't know that and song, And everybody's Gary? reading it. You wouldn't kill you to buy my book rather than check it out at the library. <laughs> it was hard writing the book. Hey, Brett. What's Groomzilla's? Grimzillas is a, is a classic Forever Dog podcast uh, about two comedians, and they're on their way to get married. Why is the one guy green? I, that was actually my idea. I thought, like, Zillas, like, you know, they're like Godzilla, so it's sort of... I got you. So one guy's green. I bet that guy loved when you're like, yeah, you're green on the picture. You're going to be green. One is green. To be fair, I applied the same Photoshop filter to both faces. It just, I think the shadowing of one just made it look well, What color was the other guy? Did not be green. I, you know, I think it just had to do with the lighting. He's not hulking out, is he? I guess he's he's half a groomzilla. What's three swings? That is a Rhea Butcher's podcast about baseball, uh, but also about life and all the big questions. Ah, baseball! It's a good one. America's pastime. Boring. <laughs> Not the podcast, baseball. I'm sure it's very good. It's, it's very good. Yeah, I gotta get a podcast here. What's up with Gary the Squirrel? The Gary Files. <laughs> right? What about a podcast where I do every episode of Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, every episode. Do you work your way back, or do you you start yeah. from the beginning? Okay, start at the beginning. Every episode of Wheel of Fortune. You could argue that Wheel of Fortune is America's pastime. I think it's more Jeopardy though. Big wheel keep on turning, proud Mary keep on burning. Were you excited when when Vanna White? Finally got to guest host. What? Vanna White finally got the guest host. Pat Sajak. When he took uh, his his medical leave for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why he took medical leave? Why is that? Hand cramps. Is that real? Yeah. Hmm. I'm straightening the wheel out. They make him line it up for each round. <laughs> Remember when they would make it and you got to see, I'll take the dresser for $9,000. It's a ripoff. Yeah. Got to buy from their dumb store. What is this, a mining town? What is this, Alabama? <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Mike. Yes. Who's the best songwriter? In the world? Give me five good ones. Five old Hall of Famers. Currently alive. John Lennon. John Lennon. I'll keep playing those my games forever. Next would be Glenn Danzig. Mother, <laughs> what do you want to raise here with me? Mm. 
let's go with um, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. No, 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 no. No, I'm doing wigwam. You like wigwam? Uh, it's a good Dylan song. Yeah. Carly Simon. Yeah, I'm thinking. It, does, it doesn't have to be all men. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah! Fix that! Be careful here. Oh, boy. <laughs> Woke up, it was a Chelsea morning. I know, I know you want to throw one of the Oasis guys in there. What about... You don't need no piece of paper from the city hall. Johnny. Just to make them do. Johnny Mitchell. There you go. Yeah. You don't like her. I like Joni. You don't like Neil Young. You don't like Joni <laughs> Mitchell. Why do you hate Canada so much? <laughs> I love Canada, actually. I think Canada's fantastic. I'd like to live there. Destroyer. I like Destroyer. New pornographers. Carl Newman. Carl Newman. Good friend of mine. AC. Danny Bayor is a good friend of mine, too. I believe it. What about Nico? Good friend of mine. Great. She's not Canadian, though. She's not. Woke up and was a Chelsea Mo. Where's Nico from? She's New from York. Wa- yeah, I think she's from Washington originally, right? Yeah. I don't know. Can't remember. Hmm. Who else? Dolly, Dolly Parton. Got any other songwriters? Yeah. Uh. Skip Allison. <laughs> Name five songwriters. Well, we talked about Joni. Yeah. Nina Simone. Okay. Big love, time. Love yeah. Nina Simone. Um, who else? I like Paul. I'm more of a Paul McCartney fan Same. than a John Lennon fan. Yeah. What about Why Linda? I, 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 Linda. McCartney? Yeah. Love Linda. No, 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 no. Who else? We're talking about Nick Lowe. Yeah. Elvis Costello. Right. Boop, boop, beep. Boop, boop, boop. Where the rain exploded in a mighty crash. Is that his best song? No, it's not. You know what his best song is? What is it? No, 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 no. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. Then I stop and I turn and I go for a ride. Then I get to the bottom and I see you again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knocked the ball over. But it's too punk. They can't handle punk in forever, dog. This place ain't punk enough. It's got the stickers, though. Yeah, man. Where you get these stickers? Sticker guy? Yeah? Yeah, sticker guy. No. No, I know you have a sticker guy in Vegas. Where you get all your... All the best stickers are printed in Las Vegas. Sticker guy primarily does silkscreen stickers. I think these are full color digital stickers. Yeah, save that for the sticker podcast. (laughs) Wait, wait, Gary. Can you you do a cold read of of a sticker guy? Podcast ad? No. Okay. What are you writing my material? <laughs> I could just hear it in your voice. I could hear it. Yeah. What is the best Paul McCartney song? I don't know. And when I go away, and I will always say with my love, it's only true. Or is it? 
Maybe I'm amazed at the way you love me all the time. <laughs> Maybe I'm afraid of the way I leave you. The live version's better than the studio. I I heard the studio version. The rare time I heard the studio version was last night, playing in the background of a restaurant, and I was like, "See, I like the studio version that they that mainstream radio won't play. They only play the live version." What's a guitar solo you can sing that you know well enough? On the spot, I can't think yeah. of any. Shout one out. See if I know it. Like, uh... What's a Guns N' Roses I probably one? don't. Like, maybe I'm a mace. Like that. Hotel California's got a singable. My favorite part of that solo is um it has a weird kind of up and down part that's so specific to that song and not nothing else. It's uh Who's, who's the guitar player? Joe, Joe uh, Walsh. Joe Save Walsh. that for the Joe Walsh podcast, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Walsh. Pretty heavy duty. Don't you don't my bone. Fuck 49. James Gang. James Gang, yeah. Heavy duty. <laughs> That's what you should get backed up by. Heavy duty power trio. Yeah? Yeah. Or sticks. Or sticks, yeah, that would be cool. You know what they say? Sticks and stones. Rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) Sticks and stones may break my bones. Right? Right. But what? But words will never hurt me? Yes. What are words for when no one listens anymore? Missing persons. Walking in L.A. That's a good song, too. We heard that last night at the bar. Oh, walking in L.A. What a what's for. What no one listens anymore. What's for. No? Sing a guitar solo. Uh, the part in, in Hotel California? No, another one. Oh, a different like, one. Like, comfortably numb. Right? Yeah. Man, I gotta be in a band again. The heartthrobs broke up. Oh, how long ago? Nine months ago. I'm sorry. I'm working on an album for Merge. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rough blow. You gotta reform. What, being on Merge is a rough blow? <laughs> no, that the band broke up hey, right before... <laughs> Choose your word. <laughs> Half the roster's in this room. <laughs> I was misquoted. Choose your word. Take the name of our label out of your mouth. Sorry, Laura. I'm not on. They don't know I'm on the label yet. Oh, they don't. How does that work? 
How does what work? Like, do I make the record, then they send it in, and then they put it out? Or do they have to ask me? Uh, it, the latter, I think. It goes in different ways. Yeah. But So I'm because this is what I'm thinking of doing. You've done it both ways. I was going to do the record, then I was going to mail it in, be like, put this out. I'd like it to come out in three weeks. <laughs> and I want one of those weird covers like the Led Zeppelin 3 with the wheel on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want trading cards in it, too. And five posters. And I want it on 680 gram vinyl. <laughs> the thickest vinyl. I want it to play at 16 speed <laughs> for maximum audio fidelity. Can you tell them? I'll tell them. Yeah, I'll tell. I'll tell. What's that guy's name? Merv? <laughs> Merv of Merge, yeah. Yeah, tell Merv from Merge. All right, checking that old watch on the wall clock. My watch. It's time for me to get my tail over to Del Taco. <laughs> it's taco time. Bye, Gary. Gary this- what? <laughs> That's what I was just saying about it. You can eat that fruit pie. I uh, yeah. I'm Don't gonna... bring it back. I Why won't. can't you bring it back? No. Nope. The right aid. <laughs> You're I... gonna get such a pinch. <laughs> I won't do it, Gary. I'll bop you. I'll enjoy it. It's been a while since I bopped anyone. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. What's a record I should listen to? Classic record that I don't know about, Mike. Well, if you didn't know the Rock Pile record, you should listen to that. Seconds of Pleasure? Yes. Yeah, I know it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, the sugar was as sweet as you, honey. Sugar just couldn't be bought. That's right. Not into it. <laughs> uh, I'm not good at questions like this. Hey, hey, hey. What's a record you like? Uh, uh, what were we listening to yesterday? Al- Californication by the Chili Peppers. I know it. Allison, what's a record I should listen to? Um, what were we? Li- what were we listening to yesterday? We listened the to sounds. We listened to the sounds. Do you remember the sounds? From no. The- they were a Swedish band from the like early, late nineties, early two thousands. We're not living in America. We're not gonna take it. <laughs> Heavily no, influenced. We ain't gonna take it. You like them? Love them. Are they? They're kind of power pop. They are kind of power you pop. You can't stop rock and roll. You should get them to produce your next record. JJ French. <laughs> get him in the booth. I would love to. Yeah. Who'd be your dream producer? Oh, well. Any era. I'd, I'd love to work with Rick Ocasek, but that moment has passed. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Dun, 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 bat. Yep. Dun, 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 bat it. <laughs> There's a, a singable solo. Well, well, well. If you want to get produced by 
Don't you want Roy Thomas Baker to produce you? <laughs> uh, Wouldn't you rather sound like the first Cars album or the first Weezer album? <laughs> That's a good point. Probably the first Weezer album. What? <laughs> You're all I've got tonight. <laughs> Roy Thomas Baker gets you those backing vocals. That's right. Sound like an orchestra. Todd Rundgren's still out there. I don't think he wants anything to do with anybody, really. Allison, who do you want to produce your record other than me? Other than you? We keep talking about Rockwell. Nick Lowe, I think, would probably be my, my dream producer. I mean an American squirm. <laughs> right? Right. Right. That's right. Who wrote? Here's a trivia question for you, Pat. Mm-hmm. Who wrote the song? Girls Talk by Dave Edmonds. And it wasn't Nick Lowe? One guess. <laughs> Who's it going to be? I'll say Nick Lowe. Wrong! Elvis Costello. It was Elvis Costello. That's right. He's good. He's very good, yes. Hot streak. Then he stunk for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> right? We all know it. We all know it. We all know it. The jazz album was all right. Not for Mike. Mike <laughs> don't like jazz. <laughs> what about this song, Mike, before I leave? <laughs> for the bumblebee. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... What a trombone! <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> you like jazz? Uh, I like it when you do it, <laughs> Gary. Yeah. I'm going to tell you some jazz people you should check out. Write this down. Okay. John Coltrane. <laughs> okay. A squirrel supreme. A squirrel supreme. A squirrel supreme. And with that, I leave you. Good night. There he goes. It's so long, yeah. Gary. It's Hi, been Gary. so long time. Long, long time. <coughs> so what was I saying? Uh, before I was so rudely interrupted. I think we were talking about Rocky. Yeah, I think we were. But yeah. I'm going to say we should end it now. Brett. Thank you so much for allowing us to use the Forever Dog Studio. You're a champ. Forever Dog is the best in the biz. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Pat. Pat, it's so great to see it's you. It's been an honor to be in the L.A. Uh, Forever Dog Studio and to yeah. be on an L.A. Best Show. And you can also tell you got you can ease up on the, the famous orange table. What do you mean? It's it's I I'm not that wasn't no, me. You being, saw it in a picture. Yeah, but there's it, a difference between I saw a picture in the studio and they have an orange table there. It was real. The legendary. Me. Okay, look, I get it. I'm I'm happy to be at it. It's an honor. I felt the same way. I saw I saw a friend's baby that I see on Instagram. I was like, yeah. oh my god, it's that baby. I know it's, it's that famous it's baby. It's like, no, it's just their baby. It's not famous. I'll tell I'll I'll tell Brett though. I am. Um, you're missing one sticker, and I'll send it to you in the mail. Best show sticker. Well, no, they only put their network. 
stickers on. But we've recorded here. No, we're not on the network. We're not putting it. No, no, I don't want it on the table. I want to respect the table. <laughs> stickers in the mail. You earn your spot on this table. You can put it under the table. That's true. Maybe under the table should Secret be. Secret sticker. Well, everybody's signing under the table, right? You check under the table. You see uh, Alice Wetterlin signed under the table. Allison Crutchfield, thank you for coming. Thank you for having it's me. So nice to have you here. It's a dream come true. And people can check your music out where now? All the place, the the regular places: Spotify, Apple Music, record stores, MergeRecords.com. Okay. Mike Kroll, and you're on you're on social media as uh, as Alice, at Allison Crutchfield. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And Mike Kroll, you're still a rock star. You bring the. This is the thing I admire about you. One of the many things I admire. About wow, you. the craft, mm-hmm. the focus. You're one of the few people who truly takes the music and the presentation of the music equally seriously, and Thank you make you. sure whether it's the packaging or whether it's your your on stage uh, persona and presence and outfit. You take both sides seriously and not, and you do both, both sides of those, of that coin are both equal, equally great. Well, thank you. That's the highest praise I could get today. Thank well, you. it's the truth. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. And people can find you on social media at? At Mike Kroll on Instagram and at Facebook and Twitter, Mike Fred Kroll. And it's one Mike L. Kroll was one, one L. One L. Yeah. One we, L. We got in early on Instagram. We did, yeah. Very early adapters. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, I guess if you're hearing this, then you are, uh, I don't know, if you're hearing it. If you're hearing it, you're hearing it, right? Yes. And thank you. All right. Now I leave you with this once again. Do you like classical music? You don't like jazz. You like classical, though, right? Uh, Not really. No? What about this? Oh, Pat, you spotted it. Did you see this movie, Allison or Mike? What movie? This one. The best movie of the last 20 years. It's very familiar to me. Yes, it's called Phantom Thread. Didn't see it. What? <laughs> and who wrote this? The song or the movie? This song. Who composed this? I guess you don't write things like this. Radiohead man, Johnny, oh, Johnny Greenwood. Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood. Yeah. It's the best movie. You gotta see the movie. And on that note, the best show says good night. Night.